Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I am Alistair George William Tremblay Birchall. Yes! Yes! And Alistair, I believe... I believe you're recording under ideal podcast conditions, well, which means that there are no children in your house. There's no children. Uh, I mean, mm. I could get a call from daycare, but um, <laughs> oh, that would be that would be the perfect twist. <laughs> yeah. We need you to come right now. They're vomiting from every orifice, <laughs> and it is vomit. Uh, very good, but vomit, Alistair. Yeah, I have a sketch idea. Yeah, right. Based on something we were talking about before the uh, before the podcast started. All right. Okay. And uh, we were talking about how because I've I've got a I've got a book coming out. <laughs> I've got a book coming out with Peter Thomas. We've we've made a book and we got the advanced copy of it yesterday. And it's a children's book. I'm sure book. I'll be plugging it. I'll be plugging it a lot on this uh, on this show. I'm sure. Yeah. It's going to mostly be, be that from here on out. Um, but. Uh, I we were joking that you know it's got that new book smell and that new book gunk all over it you know like a baby, but wouldn't it be great if all factories were basically a version of the human birth canal? Mm-hmm. So every product that they produce comes out sort of in a big sort of squirming rush, or maybe sometimes slowly, uh, and a covered squirmy, in gunk. a squirming rush. Ah, like birth. Mm. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like, right? I don't know if any of the Unless babies I've seen be born were in a rush. <laughs> no, okay. Well, you like you like to you like to make them big, though, don't you? I make them big, baby. Um, yeah, I yeah. And, I think if mm. if you think that in the you know in the industrial revolution when we mm. when we. Mm. Decided to make factories. Revolutionized industry. Yeah. Yeah. We we decided to go the biomimicry route. And mm, we started, mm. uh, we were like, well, okay, first you're going to need a tummy. Yeah. Uh, we'll make <laughs> exactly. a big tummy. And we'll, we'll put the, um, I suppose that the ingredients to make the thing mm. uh, will need to go in through some door. Pipe or door, <laughs> yeah, and then everything will come out that same pipe as well. Yeah, exactly, right. And instead of a conveyor belt, you have a sort of a you know a sort of a fleshy tube that it sort of gets squeezed. Things get sort of squeezed along, well, and they do come out sort of covered in in goop. Well, because also a little bit of it seems crazy to both have a factory and workers, right? Because yes, because you may as well just have. A factory. A factory that is also the worker. There you go. And I think also if you buy something, if you buy a product, so when you want to buy something from the factory, you should have to <laughs> shove the money up the hole, right, that it, get, that it comes out of. Okay, so you put the money up there on, a, on the end of a stick and then a period of time later the product comes out of the hole and you catch it in your hands if you're the purchaser. Of the product, you get to catch and it then every, as it comes and out. Then everybody congratulates you. Yeah, yeah. you know, so you know, the, a new iPhone or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and it's still connected to like the three D printer that's in there, the sort of fleshy three yeah, D printer you, thing. You break off that little bit of three D printer injection, um, whatever tubule. It's an injection mold three D printer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
You absolute fuck. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? I mean, they could they could injection mold the outer case and then and then three D print the ins- you know, the electronics. I would I would argue that a the human reproductive system is basically an injection mold three D printer. So. Um. Yeah, you could be. I, actually, I wouldn't argue that, and I refuse to argue that. And please don't put me in a situation where that's required. Um, in a way, three D printing is more of an ejaculation mode, like because mm. it's kind of just dropping it slowly on the outside. It doesn't go on the inside. Yeah, e- I mean, maybe ejection yeah. mode is uh, mold. <laughs> I mean, the mold bit is that your, I guess. The product itself is a mold for if you did, want to make it. Did you say, but first you said ejaculation yeah. mold, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that's a very interesting method of building babies. And I think society be, would be very different. We, you know, we wouldn't have a lot of the problems we have today. If, 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 if a man wanted to have a baby, he had to 3D, 3D print it out of ejaculate. Okay. I'm just saying. I mean, that's almost that, that would what be. We do, but- <laughs> Uh-huh. No, well, but I think if you had to produce enough ejaculate, yeah, sure, sort of in the right configuration to this, make this is a, a baby, it's a man-only society. They go, oh yeah, yes. women think that they won't need us. Well, we won't need mm. them, and then they <laughs> they they produce this machine like a like one of those CNC machines or whatever that well, it's like a three D printer that just holds a man. <laughs> This lays him down really good. and then has really good. The penis and then wax him off attempting to get constant ejaculate coming out and then slowly deposits some and then tries to make a a male baby out of it yeah i think this is really funny and i think this is the sort of the yeah the the mras are trying to uh, build a men only society and prove that they don't need women and this is the machine that is going to do it. I mean, that's a real sexual revolution, isn't it? Yeah. You know, in the mold of the industrial revolution. And by mold, I mean there is no mold because it's ejaculation uh, printing. Sure, but you meant the it's not injection. You, you meant you meant in, the spores that will eventually get onto the ejaculate and sort of develop <laughs> on there and probably help hold the the three D printed man together. Look, that could be crucial. I mean, there's definitely going to be there's going to be issues, but it's the best we can do. I think it's quite exciting. Um, but now, while we were saying uh, ejection and, mm. and injection, this mm. it's the this is a this is a twist on the military aircraft uh, air like uh, ejector seat. ejector seat. But yeah. this is. It's an injector and, seat, so it's a seat. Okay. It's a it's like a guided seat that you go and pick up one of the enemies. And when one of your, it's kind of like an Uber thing. Like when one of your planes is crashing and one of your guys is ejecting, it tries to bring one of the enemy into the plane, into your plane, into your crashing yeah. plane, into your crashing plane, so that you don't waste That's a plane it. like that. Yeah, well, what, you, don't, you don't waste a good crisis and you don't waste a good plane crash. Exactly. You know, this this thing's going down. And then um, it also means that especially if you're crashing like over enemy territory, maybe onto a building mm. or something like that, then suddenly mm. with their own guy in there, in the plane, it becomes mm. an own goal. How embarrassing. You know what would be <laughs> the seat, The seat. That is really embarrassing. There's also like, you yeah. know, you can also get a photo of it. There's another. It's there, a real there, emotional yeah. uh, hit as well as being a. That's right. You know, loss of a thing. Now, this would be a great reality TV show, right? Um, you know, Life Swap. You know, Wife Swap. Of course. What about this? My favorite program. Yeah. Well, what about this? Army Swap. Okay. I like that. So two countries are at war. Yeah. And then, just for like a week, all the generals have to swap armies. Okay, because they're still fighting each other. Yeah, right. The armies are still fighting each other. It doesn't. It doesn't really affect the like. You know, it's not like the one who are on one side are now going to feel bad about fighting the ones who are on the other side because they're still the opposite side. But what it is is you get a real insight into 
what it's like for the generals of one side to have to to work with the the army of the other. That's right. Now it's going to be a hard sell, but war's an expensive business, and I think if we've got the production budget, I reckon we could get Netflix in on this. Yeah. Right, they've got money to splash around, and there's enough. Char- they- there'll be enough characters there that there's a chance that it'll produce an off, you know, like a, a spinoff, which, a spin-off, which, which sure. you know, the amount of spinoffs it could create could could mm. become could bring in enough money maybe to cover the whole the whole military budget, the eventually. whole war. <laughs> mm. It's a cost neutral war, and that's why that's the dream. Citizens, <laughs> citizens mm. have to do their duty and stay at home and watch the shows. <laughs> Yes. Well, I think that helps as well because the one flaw in my like, well, they just swap, is civilian casualties, right? You would hate to injure your own civilians. But then and you'd probably hate to in, in, injure their civilians. Yeah, but not as much. <laughs> no, you don't think so? No, I don't think so. I mean, you probably do injure your civilians. You know, if if the war's on your own territory, there's always there's always that risk... But uh, Isn't that weird, like, because, you know. like, imagine if you went to war with like Germany. You go, I know people who live in Germany. You can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, mm. not that that's what I'm saying. I'm, they're going, but <laughs> that's not where we're where we're headed. Um, but uh, not yet, not yet. Well, I mean, <laughs> today we're on a day where it seems like Russia. You know, the countries are Western countries are pulling all their people out of Ukraine or Ocarina. <laughs> Mm. Oh, now that's a pronunciation. Um, um, Alistair found out the uh, Ukrainian pronunciation of Ukraine uh, yesterday, and something uh, like that. He got like Ukraine. very excited. And well, I was Ukraine. like, well, "What a beautiful name!" Yeah, we really fucked that up. Well, it's like it's like if you um, found out, like you know, Australia in over over the seas, they just called it. Oh yeah, well in Australia we call it Australia, but I get that overseas people just call it. Mm, yeah, and and if you went over over there, or if anyone pronounced it Australia over there, they'd be mocked for sort of being a tryhard, yeah, right, and adopting the local accent. Let's say you go, um, let's say you go to a like a corner shop in some country, you know, you're in Russia or whatever, mm. and. Um, and you go in there and you go, are these pies, are these meat pies from Australia? And they go, mm. it's pie. Yes, it's pie. <laughs> All right. Is that a sketch right here? I, guess I, think, so. it, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. All right. Um, now, oh, but that made me, that made me think of something. God, and then I, and then I squeezed it out of my brain. But uh, going overseas and pronouncing... Oh, oh it's, a, it's a classy idea, Alistair. It's going to be one that we're going to be very proud of. But how about this, right? Fart accents. Do you think it's possible that people from different countries fart with different accents? And if we recorded all the farts of all the different countries in the world, would we be able to detect, no matter how subtle, a, uh, a regional variation in the way in which people do it. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would Retreating like. I mean, from I, it. I would like to see Stephen Fry do that. <laughs> do that documentary. You know, and then see him in front of a map of England. Mm. And show how mm. good he is at doing all the accents. Ah, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, that'd be interesting, that really hyper-local sort of accent stuff that they have uh, in in England is, uh, yeah. I mean, probably if there was anything, it would be more associated to with cuisine, Right, with your diet and your overall um, lifestyle, yeah, more than your sort of location. Although you know, regional things like humidity and and atmospheric pressure could come into it. I imagine they sound different at different altitudes, right? Yeah. Like a fart on the top of Mount Everest with that lower air pressure, would it sound more? Well, it also depends what building you're in. You know, it's like if. <laughs> 
It would also dis- d- d- depend on whether you're outside or whether you're inside or whether you're in a yeah, in of course a you're, of course you know you're. I, I don't know it depends. Mm. Mm. Anyway, um, good stuff. Absolutely good stuff, Alistair. Yeah. No, we've talked about uh, abs for your back, have we before? <laughs> um, abs for your back. We have talked about abs for your back. Yeah, I'm sure we have. Yeah, babs. I guess you'd call them. What's that? But you know, babs. babs. But you know, I. But ideally, you know, there'd be um, abs for sort of every part of your body. You know, the abs for your your bicep. Mm. You know. Is a bicep sort of just like, like, a like a single ab? I guess it is a single ab, yeah. Yeah, and, you, you know, your, your calf muscles and that sort of thing. But it would be good if they were rippling. I think this would be a good... I think this would be a great superhero, mm. right? Rippling abs? He's, he's, he's a superhero where every single one of his muscles is abs, is a six-pack. <laughs> right? Which idiot called them now, flags and not rippling, believe it or not? Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. I think it would be false flags. Which idiot called them false flags? Yeah. And not rippling, believe it or not. Ripplings? No, r- rippling, rippling, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Okay, false flags. Uh, believe it or not. Which, which idiot or called nos. them false flags? Or nos. Nos. No, n- or nots. Nots. So, which idiot called... You're tweeting this right now, aren't you, Alistair? I haven't started yet, but I was considering it. (laughs) Which idiot called them false flags and not rippling believe it or not? Now, what's that last last thing? Oh, believe it or not. Because it's got to be a plural. Oh, yeah. Nots. Flags. Nots. For fuck's sake. But, Alistair. Yeah. Now, this is my challenge to you. You tweet this. Yeah. The tweet goes really well. Okay? Super viral. I'm talking 100,000 retweets. Okay? Yeah. And and it gets spotted by a streaming service, Amazon. Right? And they approach you and they say, we want you to turn that tweet into a TV show. Yeah. And then you want me to now- say, here's the challenge. You have to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, you have to. The challenge is you have to say no to the TV show. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to see what your challenge was. No, the challenge was that you have to turn that that tweet into a TV show. Now, <laughs> <laughs> and this is pr- they they want you to turn into a pres- prestige hour long um, series. Okay, that, and they're looking that at would be like much easier. multiple seasons. You think? Yeah. I think so, because if it's a prestige series, it means that it's it's like, you know, I could just put it in deep in the drama of like, you know, a an alt-right, um, you know, like group that meets in, the, in, in some town and they're planning some. No, I see. So now you're leaning into the false flag side of things, but you, what you're leaving out is the like more than 50% of that tweet is the rippling believe it or not okay (laughs) and that's the bit that they really like okay right so okay so i get (laughs) okay i go go, first thing (laughs) we're getting dean kane involved okay it'll be it'll also be a a, a right-wing thing he's become very right-wing he has right yeah so then he owns an american flag shop Mm. Right. Okay. But he also runs a um, a conspiracy theory uh, YouTube channel. Channel. Well, no, maybe maybe a Telegram channel. Yeah. Okay. Right. But he and then he also makes a website and then creates a lot of the um, a lot of the content for it. He uh, mm. then <laughs> he is. So what's guy's busy? Yeah, he's working. Well, hard. when you're when you're in a flag shop, you know it's they're all American flags, all American. What do you think? Do you think it would make you couldn't imagine a flag shop in America where they sell more than just American flags? Could you? 
That's true. I, I really can't. Yeah. If they did, it would be a museum, and <laughs> and you're in the gift shop. Right. That's not a regular shop. <laughs> First, so there's a museum gift shop, and they sell what flags of all nations there. Well, because it's a flag, it's a flag museum. It's a flag museum. Okay, well then that checks out. Yeah, yeah. and then Good. and then they would sell the things, the flags from all nations, just because you've sampled mm. the merch, and this is where yeah. you know the first try is free, <laughs> but then they jack up the price. <laughs> the first. The first look at it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, then what? And okay. Wait. So, so <laughs> I got to remember what a false flag is. It's where uh, you know there's a some sort of an insurrection and or or an operation or uh, an attack of some kind, and it is presented in the in the media. Uh, and maybe even the way that the attack is done itself is presented as being from a particular side of a of an issue. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, but then there's a conspiracy theory that that operation was just actually staged by the other side of the issue to make the first side of the issue look bad. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so he runs this thing um, mm. and a conspiracy thing, but he's also... A member of the CIA. Yeah, great. Um, really good. Trying to capture people who are in the alt-right. It's probably just actually in the FBI. Uh, people who are in the alt-right who would be inclined to do, you know, far-right terrorism and entrap mm. them essentially into mm. into getting involved in things. And then... Uh, but then also gets involved this in some good. big plan. Uh, you've really actually, in a way, you've nailed the prestige element of this because there's so much going on. Yeah. And there'll be twists and turns. It's really good. Yeah. And twists and, of and course, turns, much like whether a flag or not people will, will watch a prestige HBO program called um, <laughs> Rippling, Believe It or Not. <laughs> okay. So uh, this made me think that um, it's a shame that false flag, the false flag defense, yeah. you know, um, uh, only really applies to sort of groups and organizations and you can't use it in your personal life. Basically, whenever you get accused of doing anything wrong, that you can't claim that it was a false flag operation. And I suppose the way that this could play out is that there is a, a group um and they do sort of like um sort of like a private detective but they're a sort of a private CIA yeah. and they'll conduct sort of one-on-one false flag operation i guess this is gaslighting i guess what i'm suggesting here is gaslighting it's a it's a it's an agency that gaslights people for you okay so if you've done something wrong yeah what oh no now i'm now i'm describing a false false flag operation if you've done um, well, something I, okay, wrong, so you can claim the- that somebody else was doing it? Yeah, exactly. And they'll then make it look like they'll do some other things. They'll get some impersonators of you and they'll do a few other things sort of as those impersonators, leaving some crumbs of evidence so that you can plausibly claim that it was them that did this other thing. You know, say... Somebody shits themselves at work. Great. Okay? And they leave some poopy pants sort of down, hidden down behind the photocopy. Yeah. And those poopy pants have got your name on the label. Okay? And uh, there's an office meeting where they talk about the poopy pants and they say <laughs> that it was you... You know, they say it's really, it's really badly handled by the HR department to do it in this sort of confrontational manner, where they basically shame you in front of the whole office. They badly but handled the poopy pants. They badly handled the poopy pants. The poop went everywhere, got all over the photocopier, oh, into no, the rollers. They shouldn't have brought well. it into yeah. the place where all the white paper was. Yeah. Anyway, um, then. Uh, That'd be quite a good product. Would be a personalised toilet paper printer. 
that you can print, you know, it's like a, you can print anything you want straight onto toilet paper. It'd be a good novelty product. I mean, printers are so cheap right now. Yeah. You can just, you know, get it like a receipt. It would be like one of those receipt printers, right? Those things come in a roll. Mm, that's paper right. comes in a roll and you can get one where you can just put in a roll of toilet paper, print directly onto the toilet paper, whatever you want. Well, you could even and then print, a personalized make it, roll. you could make it look like you've wiped your butt. Right. You just print that you on. You haven't though. Hey? <laughs> you don't. You, you, you make it look. <laughs> you haven't wiped your butt. But if anyone challenges you, you want to be able to show. You them want to be able to show that you can carry it around paper. in your pocket. Oh, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then what's this? Yeah, great. And and then and then you don't have to wipe your butt. <laughs> You know, that's what's so good. <laughs> and they go, something smells. You go, well, it's not me. You go, did you wipe, wipe, my did you wipe your ass? He goes, yeah, here's proof. No, no, no. I don't think, I don't think they, I don't think they even ask you, right? Yeah. They don't even, they just say something smells. And then you say, well, it's not me. I wiped my ass. And then you pull out the pooey, the, the printed, toilet paper and you show everybody yeah. and you say see and then maybe you get them to sniff it i don't know if that's necessary oh no you wouldn't get them to sniff it because then that's the that could be where the smell's coming from and you're saying the smell isn't from you i know well, yeah. <laughs> i i understand that bit but i think that that's also fun for me that adds to it oh my god all right where was i can you smell shit Back. it's not me i wipe my ass <laughs> look All right, but before I, that, uh, I was the poopy pants. It was the false flag, and then you know you they'll that you say it wasn't me. It was a false flag operation, right? And then you've hired you hire this company to get them to do some other sort of impersonating of you doing wrong stuff, and yeah, leaving evidence. Uh, you know, maybe you can arrange for you to be seen doing something else at the same time so that you can then say, see, it was a false flag operation. Anyway, look, fucking hell, Alistair. Um, it's such a good, it's such a good, it's really, you know, it's the, is it Shaggy? It wasn't me? Yeah. It's really that, you know, but Shaggy obviously had done it. Yeah. But and then you what if Shaggy had an alibi? Thanks to this, yeah. But then the but then the the wife had all this footage. She'd been watching it on the cameras. Hmm. Um, I don't know if she saved it to her computer or what, or whether she was just watching the live stream of the CCTV. Mm, but um, maybe it's DVR. I think at that time it would have been DVR. Okay, right? so she had it hooked maybe up. Maybe even pre DVR, just handy cam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so did you or did you not? make the poopy pants yeah i did yeah and so who was responsible in the end for doing the poopy pants? yeah like as in who did your it was me but then i but then i i I made it got it to look like it was some other people i had them send in some impersonators who looked like me so they made it look doing other stuff okay yeah, yeah. and just create that plausible see look there was two versions of me over there playing ping pong so it couldn't have been me. Exactly. Um, do you think, I mean, I guess you could, uh, if you could try to say that it was actually the HR department trying to get something on you. Because mm. the HR department is kind of like the FBI of the of the company. Yeah, intern, well, they're more like the sort of the internal affairs. The um, There must be an FBI that investigates the FBI, right? There must be some department of that that uh, looks into their own things that are going on. That's the HR department. Why do you think that? So are you saying that the company, how are they like the anti-corruption people? You know what? I am wrong and I apologize. <laughs> but you know what? There should be an HR department. That, for the HR for the department. HR department that checks out the HR. There should, yeah. Anti-corruption <laughs> HR. Yep. It's a TV show. That, line, uh, it's like Line of Duty. Yes, um, but it's uh, HR. It's HR, but <laughs> for HR, for HR. Yeah, 
mm-hmm. and they and they and you get recruited after you stand up to some to some you know HR based injustice, and you know that but all you'd the, have to be a member of the HR department. You're originally right? a member of the HR department, and you know that everybody in HR uh, is always helping each other out. You know they're mm. they will always back another HR, uh, you know, a boy in gray or a lady in yeah. gray. Lady in gray. In gray. Yeah. Standing over me, getting me mm. to sign a written warning. <laughs> Apology. <laughs> Apology and yeah. warning. Mm, great. I like that we're sort of suggesting that a lot of HR stuff could be uh could be fraud and could be could be fake. Fake and or could be like un- you know, undercover. Well no From that, HR um, HR. I think that we're suggesting that suggesting that there's corruption within the HR department. Yeah. Right. And in that way we're probably siding with a lot of pretty bad gross dudes no no no. but think about it there's gonna be stuff in the office in every department there's gonna be somebody who's doing a bad job but it just so happens that in the hr department they can get rid of people and so they can really Mm. affect people's careers Mm. right yeah and so the people in hr hr they send Mm -hmm. somebody undercover to pretend like they're just a regular hr person (laughs) yeah right right and then they get all the ins and outs of what's happening they get really into Uh the circle they make good friends with you know somebody that they're investigating in hr i hear that on your first day in hr they'll often make you fire somebody just to like blood you yeah you know yeah somebody even if they're done really innocent yeah yeah um you know, maybe, oh, maybe somebody that everybody loves. Mm. The, oh, the office clown. Oh, no, well, no, the lady who brings in all everybody the Everybody loves the office clown. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, great. Um, and if you, yeah, if you don't do that in front of them, then. Do you think, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think that there's a um, there's a market out there for dry cupcakes? I mean, it sounds awful, doesn't it? I think one of the greatest um, things, you know, signs of progress is that progressively, as a society, we're making cakes moister. Yeah. More and more moist. I understand It feels that. like one of the ways that we can definitively say, well, humanity is improving. But, yeah. It's not all good. But, like... But the line, the arc of justice, arc, arc of history is long, but it, it bends towards more, more moist cakes. Yeah, but... Think about biscuits. Yeah. Biscuits are dry. Yeah. And yet we can enjoy yeah. them. Yeah, and I'd argue, oh, now would I argue that the more dry the biscuit, the better? Because I, when I think of a, a, a more moist biscuit, I'm thinking is sort of going a bit stale and that's no good. But then you can have ones like, like a, a sort chewy of chocolate, chewy one, chocolate chip. Yeah. Yeah, which is not too bad. Yeah. And so... The uh, the problem with a cupcake then that is dry mm. is probably that it's not dry enough. Yeah, because I agree. Because if you're planning, it doesn't crunch, right? Well, yeah, but also if you're planning for it to be dry, you probably compensate by having more of something else in there that activates the saliva. So you're bringing your own moisture. What would be pretty amazing would be a cupcake that is actually. Um, you know, uh, a biscuit, right? Uh, and then a layer of something else, right? So quite a crispy biscuit, a layer of something a bit more uh, moist, another crispy biscuit, you know, so sort of like a, a biscuit stack. And then all the way around the outside, so you don't see the edges of any of the biscuits, is like a shell of chocolate. <laughs> okay? So you... This is- this is becoming far from a from a. It sounds like what you're creating is a type of biscuit. Well, but it's a biscuit stack that builds up into the sh- size and shape of a cupcake. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all about these fusion desserts. Well, because it's almost like you're creating essentially a wagon wheel, but you've. But I suppose I am. But you've, <laughs> but it's really high. 
but you've but you've just stacked a couple of wagon wheels on top of each other and maybe yeah, lacquered it with yeah. a bit more uh, yeah, a bit more right. chocolate. Yeah, okay. I want it to still be the right. kind of webbiness of of a of a you know of a cupcake webbiness. Well, you know, like the a cake. You mean fluffiness? No, no, I just mean like the the texture of a cake is kind of because it's got air webby. bubbles in there. It's <laughs> to me, it's webby. Sponge, sponge, yeah, spongy. It's a spongy yeah. thing, but you know, I guess a sponge is just a three D web. It's a three D web. Mm-hmm. It's either a web of bubbles. No, no, the, the bubbles aren't mm. webbing. They're just being near each other. Anyway, I still want that. Yeah, I still want that look. I still want that texture. But I want it to mm. be so dry that it's got an enjoyable, and then maybe you've you've upped the salt or you've upped the sugar or something like that a little bit more, mm. and you're not so reliant on the t- on the top on the top goo. Mm. Yeah, well, I think you know what the bubbles are like in a, like a Nestle Aero bar. Yeah, right. Now that, but cake, and that's and dry, right? Big, and that's dry. It's dry, yeah, but then I think this could be something. But then, when you increase the temperature, it's a little bit waxy as well. When you increase the temperature, then it becomes liquid, which happens in your mouth. Mm. Yeah. Imagine I if, love things that melt in your imagine mouth. Imagine if chocolate didn't have its melting point at right on the edge of between room temperature and mouth temperature. Mm. What would that be like? Well, because then you would let's say its melting point was like seventy degrees. Yeah. So then you would eat chocolate and you would still kind of get that waxiness of mm. like chewing through like a candle or something like that. Mm. But, and you would probably get some of the flavor, you would get the flavor, I guess, because you'd still be kind of yeah. mashing it up. But well, you get, yeah, you get the flavor of every food and you're still being dissolved a bit by your saliva and that sort of thing. Well, yeah, does it get Unless dissolved? you're suggesting yeah. it's not, not water soluble. Well, I guess. In which case, that's really quite radical. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. What about a bar? Can you digest wax? You just eat wax? Can you digest that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess. Or does that just come out as wax at the other end? Oh, something's got to happen in there. It can't be like yeah. completely um, un, un, you know, unbothered by uh, acid or whatever that's happened in your gut mm. and all that tumbling. Mm. Yeah. You think there'd be a lot of tumbling in the belly? There's plenty of tumbling. Do you picture food in your, in your belly? Do you picture it sort of rolling down your intestines, sort of like mm. you know, like a I don't know, like a stone in a in a cave? Yeah. No, it, not really. You know, no. or like you know, like that. No, scene, I really quite picture it sort of oozing and oozing. squirting. Like how? <laughs> and is it all gravity that's pushing it down, or are there little like? There's some muscles. It's a little bit of like, you know, contraction of one form or another. In the I think it must be. Or is there like little legs, like it little, must little be. hairs? It must be. There's little hairs, but I don't think they're moving it along. It's not I like think they're like passing it like it's crowd surfing. Like yeah, the intestine isn't like a reverse um a reverse like uh millipede or something. No. No, with the legs on the inside, that'd be good though. Um, so, Alistair, I reckon we've got five sketches. Oh, we ideas. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we started just talking. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we do. We have five sketch ideas. So we're going to go to three words from a listener. I don't know if you know this, but we have listeners, mm. and sometimes they can send in three words if they support us on Patreon. Uh, it feels very like we're excluding people from being able to do this, and you know what? I think we are. Um, and but I mean, what what, what are we? What else are we going to do? <laughs> I feel bad now. All right. Um, <laughs> today's words come from, I think it's a first time, I believe it's a, f- a first time worder. Uh, Lachlan Rocca. Lock. Lock Rock. I like the ox. I like the ox in your name. Lachlan Rock. Can I call you Dr. Ock? Is that okay? Dr. Rock. Dr. Ock. Like uh, Dr. Octopus. I know. But if, you, yeah, if, it, if it was Rocca, I mean, you could call him Doc Rock. Yeah, but then I don't get the lock in there. Yeah, no, no. But you could be pronouncing it in a, yes. r- in a racist way. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so, uh. we are 
going to get you to guess what the three words are today. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The first word is... Um, uh, first word is bevel. Bevel? No. Is it? Mm. Is bevel a word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? <laughs> it's like your beveled edge. You know, bevel, you know, you, so you have a bit of wood and you sort of round over the edge. You're beveling it. All right. Well, that's not the answer. It is offspring. Uh, okay. But if you have a bit of wood uh, and you sort of offspring the edge, then you're <laughs> yeah. offspring. You're beveling it. Yeah. Okay, great. So the second word is going to be interrupt. No. I don't know why I think that this is close, because, but it's because there's a, a a consonant and then another, and then a T. <laughs> it's auction. Offspring auction. Yeah. Uh, and then the third word is... Oh, someone's coming in. Hello, Finn. Hello, offspring. I'm just doing a podcast. Yeah, I'm recording with Alistair. Why did I say offspring? Oh, because we said the word offspring on the show. And offspring also means child. But I've got to record this with Alistair. I'm almost finished. So if you go out and play with Grandma and Grandpa a little bit longer, then I can come out and play with you, okay? I just want to make a book. Okay, I'll help you to make a book as soon as I've finished. I just need five minutes, okay? Um, Grandma's going to help. Oh, Grandma's going to help. Okay, great. Out you go. I'll see you soon. Oh, thanks for telling me. Um, offspring auction. Uh, it's something that's on my mind right now. And off you go. Off you try. Off you go, Arlo. I've, I've just almost finished the podcast. Okay, I just need to play a bit more time. Um, <sighs> bargain. <laughs> Did you see that guy? Did you see that guy? <laughs> this is probably not a great story, but that guy on... That was on the Guardian yesterday. I was like, I've sold my children, and now my ki- now my kidney. I think that person's doing mm. well. All right, I did see that. Yeah, I didn't feel great about it. <laughs> Offspring auction, and and then um, bargain, bargain. No, oh, but it's cl- oh my god, you're so close. Coupon. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to see how this leads to a, a, an immediately funny scenario. What? Um, but uh, say we see. go the other way. First, you sell your liver, no, your kidney. Mm, no. Then you sell your offspring. No. 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 Yeah. So offspring um, can also be a spring that is, you know, a little bit yes. fucked up. I mean, if we were talking about um, selling organs, right, um, what about a guy who, like, say, Alistair, I come to you and I say that I really need a kidney. Yeah. Right? And we kidney. We whole thing. A kidney, right? And you eventually give me your kidney. Yeah. Okay? And then, uh, and then we're both lying down on the table there next to each other in the operating theater oh no i right? I, they've taken out your kidney oh i thought okay? i thought you go oh i thought you meant like i bring you the knee of my child a kitten no. and then you're laying on the operating table going i'm ready and you go well here's my child's knee and you go that's not what i meant you go oh, oh no this is a real <laughs> whoops but they put it in anyway, and it works out great. Turns out, no, just the okay. same thing. You can only just all you need is a bit of meat in there. Just yeah. attach the pipes to I, some meat. I'm lying down next to you on a table. There, yeah. they've taken out your kidney. You're holding looking hands? at me through bleary eyes, and they're ready to. Uh, and and then you're like, okay, and now they, uh, good luck for when they put it in you or something. And I say, what, what are you talking about? It's not going in me. Right, I'm lying down there, and then I and I open up my my gown on my tummy, and there's a little box there, and I just put the kidney in the little box. Okay. Yeah. And you're like, well, why were you lying down in the theater with me? I was like, I was being supportive, and uh, you know, wanted to be here with you. And then turns out I'm just selling the kidney. It would be good if they while you were laying there, reasonable price, and then and I needed the money. The person who's dressed in white. (laughs) Starts to cook it and then 
places the plate of food on your belly and you <laughs> eat the kidney in front of them with some like you know some carrots and some, yeah know, a glass oh, some of wine carrots. and stuff like that and oh, the carrots aren't very good and i'm like oh yuck and then i throw it in the bin <laughs> these carrots are good these carrots thank you so much though <laughs> but these carrots were really bitter imagine how like you know how sometimes you get a very bitter carrot? I'm eating it with raw carrots, quite thick slices of oh, raw no. carrots. I think I've okay. Well, we can try that, but I, you know, I picture it as being a bit fancier. But the way, the manner in which you're eating it is so awkward because it's on your belly, yeah. and then you're having to lift <laughs> your head up real hard and put it in there, and you're like, I can't put my head down or I'll choke. Oh. <laughs> And then you make a little joke. You're like, oh, well, right place to do it, though, if, I, if I'm going to choke. Yeah, that's good. Nice little joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, just leaven that slightly awkward atmosphere in here is tense. A little joke will sort us out. I think that's, Alistair, I think that's the sketch idea. Great. Um, in front, They eat it in front of you. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that they've kept you awake for this operation. But <laughs> yeah, you know these days. Well, they want it. You know, I technically I did put the kidney in me, so yeah, and that was that was the words that I used. Yeah. Uh, when I convinced you to let me do, and then this. also then they're like, then it's like this is actually quite I hard. Was and then really he's like, hungry. Can you help me? And then he points to the to one of the doctors. Because you're having trouble putting it in your mouth just from the your position, mm. and you go, and then as he's putting it in, you go, look, you're making another little joke. You go, look at that surgeon accuracy, straight in the mouth, perfect. <laughs> That's why you do this here. Another little joke. Another <laughs> little joke. You know. All right, I'm gonna take us to the sketch yeah. ideas. Oh yeah, thank yeah, you very right. much, Doc Rock, Doc Ock, Lock Rock. Mm. Um, okay, we got we got Womb Factory. It's not a factory mm. that makes wombs, but this is just a alternative universe where we made factories into f- mimicking the human reproductive process. Then we got 3D mm. Man Ejaculate Printer for MRAs mm. to make male-only society. Then we have Injector Seat. That's uh, to that's to get the enemy and put them in a crashing plane. It just has still has that rocket underneath the seat. It's a guided rocket. It goes and gets an enemy. <laughs> Maybe the straps. An injector seat also works for putting people into a plane that isn't crashing. You know, no, that's true. So say you've missed your fl- your flight. That would be good. They've got some injector seats sitting there on the runway. Yeah, you just run, jump into one of those. It blasts off. Drops you in through the top. Of course, of the that's the first step until we realize we just don't even need the airplane. We can just ride the seat all the way to Sydney. Sure. Um, then we got overseas. They pronounce Australia like that. And then we got printer to print on toilet paper and then make it look like you've wiped your ass. <laughs> and then HR, HR, the anti-corruption HR department. And then the I need a kidney, and then they eat it in front of you in the mm. operating theater. I think I think it's quite funny where we basically do it in such a way yeah. that you don't see the plate until I'm lying there and I reach down and then you see me wiggling my hands and then I lift them up and I've got a fork and a little bit of the kidney there. Yeah, you hear a little like... Yeah. Ding, 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 like this. What are they doing now? While, while you're while they're holding hands, looking at each other, you know, like yeah, two people on the yeah. table. Yeah, <laughs> ding, ding, chop, 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 like that. Clink, clink. We glug, haven't glug, a, glug. had a cannibal sketch for weeks, and it feels good. Man. Oh, weeks, Andy. It's probably been five to six months. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. It's good that you did that thing. Podcast to where us we and it come up with five sketches of 
Um, mm. We are um, potentially, I think it looks like we are going to be doing teleport again at the end of February, 23rd, yes. maybe 25th and 27th or something like that. Um, okay. At, in Melbourne. And potentially, if we can, if Evan and Stupid Old Studios remember, we're going to be filming it. Um, and we are going to be doing comedy festival tickets for mm. both My Client is Innocent and my show with Matt called, uh, uh, what was it called again? Ring, ring. Hoot, hoot. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. Hubba, hubba. Yeah. Honk, ring a ding, ding. Honk, honk, hubba, hubba, ring a ding, ding. That's right. This is just mm. a stand-up show, split stand-up show. We'll be doing that. Tickets are on sale for that. That's the end of March. Yeah. Corona's going to be gone um, by then. And in March, also, uh, my book will be in shops. Can you believe it? Uh, bookshops. Gustav and Henry by Matthews and Thomas. Can you believe it? And it's uh, for young readers. You see, and it's a, you see why I worry about You see why I worry about secret comedy projects? You see? <laughs> um, and yeah. we got... Uh, you can support us on Patreon. You can, you know, review of us if you want. Gosh, we love that. I haven't looked for so mm. long, but you you mm. may have all reviewed us in the last month, and I haven't even looked. I feel like an asshole. I'm so, so sorry. Oh, I'm going to look tomorrow. So I promise. So I'm going to look tomorrow. So if you want to write a review, that would be, you could surprise me. <laughs> and, um... Uh, my wife has started a Instagram account. Car- Carly started an Instagram account for our house renovation because we sold our house and bought another house that's in much worse condition uh, to give Alistair something to rib me about. And uh, now there is an Instagram account where you can check out the renovation. And what's it called, <laughs> Andy? <laughs> it's called Spring Hill Reno. Spring Hill, Spring Hill Reno. Reno. Love that. And see you all on Spring we, Hill, Reno, and we yeah like love lo- love you you bye <laughs> toodles. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.